In this week's episode of Midlife AF, we talk to my friend and very good colleague, inspirational mum of three. One is a kinder kid and the other two are teenagers. She's a pretty busy lady. She was one of my first alcohol experiment clients. In fact, she must have been either one, one like the first or the second alcohol experiment that we did. And um yeah, two years alcohol free. What an amazing achievement and what an amazing woman I'm looking forward to. She's already been on the podcast once before, but I wanted to cut her to come on and talk to us about how how her experience has been, what the big learnings have been for her, how things have changed for her, and just to share a little bit of her wonderful magic with us all. So over to me and Lou. you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships and navigating this thing called midlife alcohol free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you saying, it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. I lovingly acknowledge the Boonarung people of the Kulon Nation as the custodians of Kurt Barok. I share my admiration for the Aboriginal culture. I witness the connection that they have for each other and the land and their community. As I swim in the waters and walk on the land, I feel the power of this place. I'm grateful for the Aboriginal people's amazing custodianship, the power, beauty, and the healing potential of this place. I wish to pay special respects to the elders of the Boonarong people, Their wisdom, guidance and support are exceptional and felt well beyond the Aboriginal community. I honour that this is Aboriginal land and that it has never been ceded. I am committed to listening to the Aboriginal community and learning how I can be an active ally in their journey to justice. Hello and welcome. This is my lovely friend, um VA virtual assistant and ex Aussie alcohol experiment a long time ago uh Lou Coates who invited in to talk to us today Lou do you want to introduce yourself uh yeah sure I'm Lou and um I help Emma with some of their um stuff going on with business now but I met Emma two years ago when I um, did the Aussie alcohol experiment with her. I think it was one of the first ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, and now it's been over two years and I still um, don't really want much to do with alcohol, which is great. <laughs> um, yeah, and so that's me. Yay. So, Lou, tell us, so you're... You did the alcohol experiment with back with me in was it what year? Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one must be. It was it was uh yeah just out of COVID after COVID yeah twenty or twenty twenty. 
must have been 21. It's been two Our years. Our brain. So uh, <laughs> Lou and I. Uh... Menopausal. <laughs> and we have teenagers. And we I have, have a, teenagers. We have teenagers. Lot. Exactly. And we're doing very well, aren't we? <laughs> I think so. I think so too. You know, I, I was thinking about talking with you today and um just you know doing what, what we do, managing our, our teenagers and myself the uh, preschooler. Um there's just no way we'd be able to do it if we were still drinking. I know. Uh, especially because we've both got a neurodiverse um team. Yes. Um, so, and it's tiring. It is bloody tiring. And especially like Lou has a toddler as well. And Lou, how old are you, Lou? You're younger than me, aren't you? I just turned 49. So I'm yeah. only a year behind you. Yeah. So Lou's perimenopausal, like I imagine as well, right, Lou? Yeah, I would be perimenopausal. Yeah. Let's discuss um, our periods on a podcast. Oh. <laughs> Well, I've got a Roddy, so I don't, you know. Sorry, mate. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't actually, yeah, I wouldn't know. Um, yeah. So we're in that kind of like hormonal change. We've got teenagers. It's pretty, it's pretty hard, isn't it? It's really, really hard. Um, just, yeah, I... I'm really struggle with teenagers and the toddler and my patience and it's just, you know, just before I was playing with Albert and we were walking around shooting dinosaurs with Nerf guns and it's so boring. Um, <laughs> and it, But I'm so tired too. I'm just, I'm actually like a zombie as well while I'm playing with him. Yeah. Try and change the narrative and use it as a therapeutic time for me to just regain my energy levels. Um, for the next problem solving, I have to do with Albert to get him to do something, my, yeah. my, my preschooler. And then when one of my teenagers comes and asks me for something, then it's going to be the answer's got to be a no. And having the energy to have that debate, 100%. the teenager. 100%. It's, yeah, it's exhausting. It is. <laughs> it is. And I can't even, like, it was interesting. I, I had a lady um, who was commenting on, and I'm going to get her on the potty, actually. Um, she was commenting on one of our posts, and she was saying that she'd stopped drinking as well um, because there's no way that she said she, you know, for lots of different reasons in that it made her anxiety so much worse. She was started to have panic attacks and stuff like that. But just dealing, being able to be there and be that kind of like steady, solid person for her. Totally. Yeah, you need to be. When they're yeah, you you know, going through things that aren't as easy and and potentially have neurodiversity as well, in which in which case the world is not very easy for them. Yeah. Um, that it it it's so it's so tricky anyway. <laughs> I think it's so hard. Yeah, for if we've got teenagers, they're all just going through so much now because of the world they live in with social media and the way the schools are, and and then um, 
chuck neurodiversity on and it's just so hard for them and just being able to yeah listen to them support them and help guide them through it it's you need to have patience and you need to be calm and have your wits about you and having a hangover um, oh gosh I just couldn't I just imagine having a hangover and having my teenager come at me <laughs> with one of their moods or a yeah, meltdown yeah. or just a, yeah. a, a big emotions yeah um it would be just too hard to deal with yeah. and it would just be horrible for, for the whole family yeah absolutely I mean Lou's done such an amazing job she's gone through so much over the last two years had I mean I know everybody we all have but Lou particularly has had a lot of stuff going on having a toddler and teenagers I think must be incredibly tricky and yeah. and yet you've 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 never had a drink, have you? All the way through, never. Had no, a drink. I've had a um at my niece's hens. I've had a little bit of alcohol um mm. sprayed in my mouth via a gun, <laughs> water pistol. <laughs> I had some gin in a in an oyster. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> it doesn't, you know, that sort of thing doesn't really bother me at all. It's like, oh well, you know, it's not like that whole kind of AA thing, is it, where you have to sort of, it's like, I could never have anything yeah. I'm going to become. You get a little taste of it and you think you yeah. want to get back on it. No, yeah, I don't have that yeah. desire at all. Um, if I had a little bit, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter because, yeah, through your experiment, I've learned so much about just how toxic and um, poisonous and dangerous it mm. is the substance, mm. so I it, there's no appeal in alcohol for me now. No appeal at all. That's to me is the beauty of the work that we do. Um, yeah, is that kind of not having any real want for it anymore? You know. Yeah, I don't want to celebrate it. Um, I just, yeah, it. Don't think about it. If I do, it's like, oh, thank God I don't drink anymore. Thank God I don't have that. My time. I just don't have time for a hangover. I don't have time to not be here and present. And so if I get a bit of time to myself, the last thing I'm going to want to do is, you know, have a drink and and, um, not be present and not live my life. I want to do something for myself now, which will be readable, listen to a podcast, go for a walk. Um, yeah. or, you know, get online and shop and, you know, look for things. We're going to do, build a house, so I'm going to... That's so exciting, know, isn't it? Yeah, I've got that project there and I just... Life's too short, you know. I want to use every bit of it and not be not present. Yeah, I love that. I remember when we were... Because Lou's been in a few of our different groups as well, so she kind of works as a mentor and participates as well and just really supports everybody. It's amazing... Um, inspiration I think for the people that are in the groups too um, particularly I'll be the lighthouse group which she's been in for she's been in for a while helping everybody and yeah oh and well the, the things that you say though everyone's just like oh because she's oh, like no. she says these kind of things <laughs> like oh you know I just want to be there for it all I'm just like the good times the bad and everyone's just like wow oh that's <laughs> she, amazing she's amazing <laughs> I guess, like, maybe because once you do the experiment and 
and and and be with you and turn it around and it's it, I feel like there's nothing fake about it or hard about it. It's actually switched in my brain and I don't have to, it's just I'm authentically really happy being straight. Yeah. Now. Isn't that funny? Who would have thought it? I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not ashamed yeah. to be a geeky person that doesn't drink. I'm proud. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a happy deal though, isn't it? I know. I'm Sorry? such a big deal to feel like that, I think. Yeah. From There's how so we both fun. used to be. Yeah, like I drank a, a lot. <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about what, where you were before you just made that big decision for yeah. yourself? Yep. So I guess like a lot of us in Australia started drinking, you know, around maybe 15, um, parents' liquor parents' um, bars, mixing up rocket fuel and drinking on the weekends, getting so drunk, you know, you'd be vomiting and you'd spend the whole day hungover, um, lying in bed with a bucket and then you'd get out to get KFC or whatever. And that sort of um, stayed with me right up. So from 15, doing that every weekend, being hungover, vomiting violently up until, oh, I guess it sort of changed as I get to about 30 mm. and then I had, so that's a long time of, yeah. so, yeah, weekend warrior, getting, you know, blackout drunk, partying hard, um, occasionally week, weekdays as well. Um, but it was more social. It was a social thing. Then um, once I had kids, it changed. You know, I'm home with the kids and my partner and, I, and that's when nightly drinking would start. So, yeah. The red wine came in to relax, and um, that would become became every night. And then on the weekends, I'd have obviously a lot more, um, where you have people all over or go to parties or whatever. And then, um, so yeah, so how long? My oldest is sixteen, so sixteen years ago that started. Progressively got worse till I think I was up to about one old after my separate after I separated from my ex. Um, I think I was drinking, you know, up to two bottles of red a night. Um, and, you know, I, obviously there was a lot going on there. I went through a separation and, yeah, um, yeah just emotionally just trying to, it just became more, I just started drinking more. Yeah. And then I had um, Albert, my baby, my with my current partner, and I could, after I had him, I started drinking again and I sort of, could feel it creeping back in again, like the nightly drinking. Was crazy. Yeah. And I just thought, I don't want to do this again. And it was actually after his first birthday, um, we had a party and then we were back at um, my house and, you know, I got really, really drunk, um, probably a bit stoned as well. And, um, yeah, the kids were like, I can't really, I think I was dancing, just being very loose. And I think the kids actually WhatsApped my mum and said, mum's really drunk and, Annoying, and my mum came around the next day and was like, You know, it's not okay. Um, The kids are really scared um, when you get drunk. And um, and so she gave a bit of an intervention, (laughs) which I needed, I think. Because, yeah, I can can remember so many times when, yeah, I've put the kids to bed, pissed, and can't remember putting them to bed. And, you know, you wake up the next day and you're just like, Oh, you're hating yourself. And, but then that, that night you swear it off, but then that night 
nighttime comes and you need it again. Yeah. Make yourself feel all right. Yeah. So it's a vicious circle. So I started listening to Annie Gray's podcast and I think mm-hmm. that's where I came across you, Em. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I wrote your details down and then and then there was another another drunken episode at the um, up at the snow where um, it was, yeah, the remorse the next day was just too much. And mm. I did your registered for you. Yeah. Then my dad died. That's but right. I was not going to do it, but I thought, that's right. I'll, um, I'll um I'll just do it, and I'm so glad I did. Best thing I ever did. I I'm so glad you did it as well. Do we want me to pause it? Uh, it's okay. He's gone. Just like, <laughs> he was coming into the room. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Don't worry. We can it's always pause now. it. If you want me to pause it, just go like that. It's okay. Now let's go. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so your dad passed away, which must have been horrendous for you. And then, yeah, and he was a really huge, huge drinker. Um, yeah. And he was a big part of um, me, like, I guess, and my whole family in terms of it was acceptable. Mm. Like, and the amount, and just the amount that he would, he was a real, it was quite very successful, but also a party animal. Yeah. And we had parties at our house, and, you know, we just thought that was normal and it was fun mm. and it was great. And, and my mum didn't drink, so mum was always there, but I, I think I was more, I'm a bit of a feminist, whereas if boys are allowed to drink and party, why can't girls? I want to drink and be one of the boys, you know, be able to drink as much and totally um, rebel. That was our generation, though, wasn't it? It was like we were, we, that was our whole kind of ethos, wasn't it? Yeah, keeping up with the, the boys, and we can do that too, you yeah. know. We're allowed to get out of the kitchen and, <laughs> and, <food laughs> and, and drink pints of lark. <laughs> yeah, how come they're, it's, you know, it's acceptable for them and yeah. encouraged and, you know, we have to be, I don't know. Well-behaved. Sorry? Like, well, it's like we had to be well-behaved. I always remember, like, yeah. the mum's cooking the Christmas dinner and the dad's all being down the pub. It's like. Yeah, that's, that's not on. No. But at the same time, it sort of it sort of backfired because you know it was actually, yeah. it's actually better not drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't realise. Someone <laughs> <laughs> told us. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so you joined the alcohol experiment, and tell us a little bit about what was what was helpful about it for you. What did you find? So the changing um, part. I think. Yeah, I didn't just the sense the senses part. So learning about um, how it when you're drinking, it shuts down your senses. So your smell, your taste, your hearing, um, that really scared me. Although just hearing it, um, and yeah, I just don't want that to happen. I want to be present for my teenagers and my family. Yeah. Um, and what else? That was the, the, yeah, the, the biggest thing. So you have thought about this before I spoke with you. Anna. No, that's Sorry. all right. No, just, just shoot off the cuff. It doesn't matter. We don't have to be perfect. We'll just be ourselves. Um, it's totally fine. Yeah, it was mainly that and just not wanting to waste any more of my life. Um, yeah. Not being present 
and my brain cells, you know, I just love life so much and I just want to make the most of it. I'm a positive person. Um, yeah. I think alcohol is really a real downer. Yeah. Uh, like after the high, the downer from it is just, it was just out of whack with me. Yeah. Um, I want the best and I, I um, was just sick of, I think I, I just had enough of how alcohol is keeping me stuck in the, making the same poor choices. That's exactly right. Um, the same, you know, just, yeah, shitty things happening and, you know, I uh, just thinking, taking responsibility for it myself and owning it and saying I've got to change something and I'm going to start with losing, getting rid of the alcohol and seeing how that how, will, if that will help change my life and steer it in, in a better direction and it has. So obviously yeah. like it's been two years and, um, I'm still got a lot of challenges with, you know, my teenagers um, keeping me on my toes, but um, I'm in a much better place. I mean, I'm in the happiest, happiest time of my life. I'm so thankful for my partner and my kids and my friends and my family and all the opportunities I have in order to just live the best life, my health. Um, yeah. It's been a really good time for you. What were we going to say? I, I wish my memory was a bit better. <laughs> oh, God, me too. Don't worry about that. I think it's good when we come on and we're like, we can't remember what we're talking about because that's like real life, isn't it? That's how we actually are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're just owning it, which... <laughs> um, and tell me a little bit about what the actual experience was like being in the alcohol experiment. What was it like in terms of what were the other people like who were in it? You oh. don't obviously have to name their names, but I just no. like the, what was the vibe? It was, yeah, it was awesome. Just beautiful ladies, you know, around the same age, all of us just, you know, wanting the same, same, like different things, but the same thing, same goal in terms of just a better life for ourselves and our. our our families and um yeah just not feeling alone and having them support you and back you as well um and yeah that support I think is really important because you're not you're not alone and it's harder to give up because you know you're showing up every day for these other women who are in the same boat as you and together you are supporting each other and talking about your experiences and what you've done and and just listening to each other as well it just it was vital I think yeah. um just yeah just to knuckle down and I don't know it was just it was it was spectacular that and the women you know just, you just have so much more in common than you realize um and there's with, something isn't there I, I, for me it's like just being able to share your stories and everybody else just be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can relate. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. yeah. I feel so bad about, you know, some of the That's right. decisions you or the You don't feel so bad about being a drink, you know, being stuck in the drinking cycle because yeah. you, yeah. you, you work out that, yeah, you're not alone. And, it, and as you always say, Em, it's, not you, it's the alcohol. Your the fault. Wine. Absolutely. <laughs> Not your bloody fault. Exactly. We've been set Not up your to fault. lose. That's right. Sorry. I said we've been set up to lose in that with that one, with that 
belief about alcohol isn't it that we're like it's our fault we must be weak you know all that yeah stuff yeah so you keep drinking yeah you you jump to loser um and then you just keep going down that losing yeah yeah absolutely thank you so much luby luby what would you say to somebody if they were thinking about i got two questions for you number one is what would you say to somebody if they were thinking they were on the fence they're like i don't know if i should do this or not what would you say why would you okay. say that it makes the difference to do it what's the difference um the difference is the community so doing it and the knowledge so i'd say just do it and do it now don't waste a second of your life in stuck in that drinking cycle you've got so much to gain and um you need it is so good to do it because you have people there helping you uh, supporting you giving you advice you have m there just giving you so much knowledge and you're learning all this stuff about alcohol and how it affects us and you're doing the work as well all the journaling um that you do and the reflective exercises um like there's a, there's a lot of work that you do as well when you change your mindset so that is just essential and gold and game changer i think trying to do it on your own is um it's so hard like it's just so easy it's like it works i don't know yeah. <laughs> like, you know it's just that's it, it, it works does. for me yeah so, it's just a different way of doing it isn't it it's a different way of doing it yeah an easy way much easier way yeah so last question last question though because i know that you you've you need to shoot off because you've got your little people uh last question is the very best thing for you about the life that you live now um the very best thing about it is that um i am present all the time and I um just every every little happiness every smile that my kid gives me is just amazingly awesome and makes me so happy um and I'm just on a natural high now natural high all the time I think and natural lows yeah, natural lows as well. Let's not lie about that. <laughs> but at least so authentic and I'm loving that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, thank you, my treasure. Thank you for all you do. Hello, everybody. Just before you go, I just wanted to let you know that this week is the last week of the year for you to join my great Aussie alcohol experiment. I've been running this program in its current format, I think for most of this year, a little bit of last year, and maybe a little bit longer than that, actually. Yeah, maybe maybe I've been doing it for two years in this format. Um, and I am going to put the prices up a little bit next year because I want to be able to carry on doing it. I've really fine-tuned it. I've got it how I want it to be, and I want to be able to carry on doing it with the level of group coaching that I give, which within that program is daily 
um, coaching for up to an hour for anyone who wants to come on. Um, and so I just wanted to let you guys know that if you want to um, come on and join for under $500, now's your time to do that. And I would highly encourage you to take advantage of that. I've just finished running the virtual retreat and that's been absolutely fantastic. Um, and we've really kind of worked out what is the absolute magic for being able to create a relationship with alcohol that's literally just take it or leave it. And mainly people choose to leave it because it's lost its allure. And the way we do that is just so revelationary, so different to how other programs work. It's based on this naked mind um, theory. And then I add in some of the other stuff that I have learned as a counsellor, psychotherapist um, and the grey area drinking coach and also some of the stuff I've been learning in the Gabo Mate training that I've been doing as well. The thing that's really cool about the alcohol experiment, the great Aussie alcohol experiment is the fact that it is on Aussie time zone. So if you're um, in Oz, that's really good. The fact that you get small group coaching every day on Zoom and that we unpick every single one of the limiting beliefs that you have about alcohol as a group. So we work on it's a reward, it's a treat, it helps me sleep, it helps me socialize. We go through all of those and we turn them all around and we find other beliefs that we can move, that help us move towards our goal of whatever that might be. Again, the alcohol experiment is never about abstinence. The goal is always awareness. And that's why you can never fail. We talk about how to get rid of self-judgment, how to transform that into something that's going to work really well for you. And the most and the biggest important thing is that we have a group of like-minded female assigned at birth or women or people with uteruses and ovaries or actually that's just even yeah or people who are born with those or not or gender diverse however you come you are welcome and um the best thing about it is the community and the coaching and really kind of building that home for yourself where you can feel safe safe and loved and it's like it's a beautiful place to be you don't need to escape from it so we've spent a lot of time this week in the virtual retreat kind of focusing in on the people that we were before we discovered alcohol and wanting to kind of like revisit those people those young parts of ourselves and you know really choose what we be intentional about the rest of our life, whether that is being a mindful drinker, being sober curious, going back to drinking, whatever we do, whether we decide to take a year off, go alcohol free, it doesn't matter because that's not the point. The point is that we're building a relationship and starting to understand ourselves more so that we don't have to escape ourselves by drinking alcohol. And so big part of the program is learning how to be with our feelings, to be with our discomfort and to understand what the message is that they have to share with us. So it's really a program for everybody, wherever you are. I hope you join. It's going to be a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant month. I'm so looking forward to doing it. I'll see you in there. All right, my dears, take care. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Midlife AF with Emma Gilmore. If you enjoyed it, please share on Instagram for your friends and tag me at Hope Rising Coaching. If you want to help me grow the podcast, please review the episodes for me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. If you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine. And remember to keep choosing you. Thank you.